You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching, and free products, please visit www.SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. Welcome to Soul Satisfaction for Women Radio. I'm Lisa Page, as you all know. So today we're exploring how to stay connected with yourself or your lover in moments of conflict. And so in the show today we'll explore three simple things that you can do to get connection back as soon as you lose it. Because let's face it, when you're in relationship with another person or with anyone, in any moment you lose connection. So I want to give you three things you can do to get it back as soon as you've lost it, as soon as you realize you've lost it. The one thing that instantly blocks connection and how to avoid it and also the innate feminine gift that you already have that inspires deeper connection. So if you've just joined the call or for those of you who are joining the call for the first time, I'm Lisa Page and I'm the founder of SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com and I've been exploring the deeper truths of life, love and intimacy for over 20 years. And for the last 15 plus years, been sharing those discoveries with women and couples from around the world so that they can really enjoy uh, soul-satisfying life, love, sex and intimacy. And I live this every day with my own intimate partner, Mo. So be assured that everything that I'm talking about, I live every day. So there are plenty of times today where I've lost connection with Mo in the midst of conflict, I'm sure, and then we get it back. So, you know, a lot of this is just uh, finding ways to practice what you need to bring to the moment in order to create and sustain connection and to get it back when you lose it. And it's tough in relationships. We all know that. You know, it feels a lot safer sometimes to disconnect. There are many reasons for disconnection. We'll go into that. My passion for you is to help you to shift from information to transformation, which happens through your body. So it's about whatever you realize in today's call, whatever realizations or insights you have, let's find a way for you to embody that, to find your own way of living that insight in your own unique way because when you embody it, that's when everything changes. It's where the magic is. So just for a moment, just take a moment yourself to let your feet connect with the ground beneath you. If you're driving, please keep your eyes open. (laughs) I just want you to bring full body awareness to the moment because it helps you to connect with yourself and with every other woman on this call because right now feel your feet connect with the earth feel your breath coming in and out of your body and as you do connect connect with how you feel connect with who you are in this moment connect with every other woman on this call who's either listening live right now or who will listen to the recording. Connect. Feel that palpable connection between you and these other women and probably a few really good men. 
gift everyone else with your presence and let them be gifted by yours, even across this digital space that we share. And whenever you lose connection today with the moment, with what we're exploring, feel your feet again. Feel your feet as, it, as they connect with the earth. Feel your breath as it connects with your body each time you breathe in and each time you breathe out. So here's how today's call will flow. First, I'll give you logistics so you know how to ask your questions and get the most out of the call. And I encourage you to ask questions and share your insights because this is about living it in your everyday life. We'll then dive into the main teachings and then I'll open the lines up for your questions. And I'm going to be uh, changing the format of the call a little bit more so there is more time for your questions. So with uh, the call logistics, Turn off all distractions. If you've dialed in by phone, Skype or web call, then all you need to do is press star 2 to raise your hand. If you are here listening via the webcast, type your questions into the box. That's it. It's really that easy. As soon as you have a question, type it in if you're listening via the webcast. And as soon as you have a question, uh, raise your hand by pressing star 2. And as soon as you have an insight, share it in the box. Because each time you share your insight, it also helps to land in your own body. And each time you have an insight, if you want to share it, press star 2. And I'd love to speak with you when we open up for questions and sharing. So let's talk about connection. You can be connected physically with someone, with something, physical through physical touch through your body you can be connected mentally you can be connected emotionally energetically spiritually or all at the same time connection is a conduit and sorry i just had to just mute, mute one of the lines one of the lines popped open pardon me so connection, I really believe that connection is the conduit between you and others. So it's like the copper wire that conducts what you want to give and receive between you and the other. So that conduit, the, the connection allows for the exchange to take place, whether it's an exchange of love, a giving or receiving of love, a giving or receiving of sexual energy or communication or how you feel or what you desire, what you don't want. Really, connection is the conduit. It's that copper wire that allows for the giving and the receiving to take place, the, the exchange. Now, if I'm speaking to you but I'm not connected to you, then who am I really speaking to, right? So I've got to feel, even across this ether, I feel you sitting in your lounge room or driving your car or you're just really feeling that, that connection from one human being to another. And then I speak to you. I don't just speak to the ether. But what about you with your partner, your intimate partner? If you're having sex and you're physically with each other, so you're not having phone sex, you're having physical sex, then you could just be exchanging physical pleasure, physical touch, right? So your sex, the, the, the connection, the physical touch 
allows you to, to exchange whatever you want to exchange sexually. But then you can up the ante and you can have emotional connection. And then in your sexing, there is a connection, there's that conduit to exchange, not just physical sex, but emotional sex. So heart exchange of how you feel, of the love you feel, or of the desire, or the lust, or the, the fear, or the openness, or the emotional closure, whatever it is. The connection allows for that exchange. Maybe you're connected energetically. Then you start to feel the energetics of each other in your lovemaking. And all you need to do is, you know, um, move your hand a certain way across your, you know, your lover's ethereal body and all of a sudden they break into orgasm or, you know, there's, there's a palpable feeling, even though you haven't touched them physically in that place, but you've, you have a connection between your energetic bodies. So I'm just fleshing this out because I really want you to know that when we're talking about connection here, there are many layers of connection, mental connection, right? So if you're open mentally to each other, you, you're open to the ideas of the other. If you're closed, right, you narrow the connection, then you know, you're closed to that exchange. So the reason we're talking about sustaining connection in this conflict is because I would say that working with couples, and I know in my own relationship, sometimes it's really freaking hard to stay connected when there is conflict because it triggers your stuff. It triggers your fear, your anger, your resentment. You know, conflict in itself kind of automatically denotes a separation of two. Even if you're conflicted with yourself, you know, two different parts of yourself are in conflict with each other. So there's a separation. Conflict in itself is not the problem in relationship. The problem is when you disconnect, when you shut yourself off from how your partner feels. They're trying to tell you how they feel, but you just don't want to hear it. So you shut down, you close off because it's too painful, it's too scary. So that shutting off blocks connection and you miss the opportunity to actually be with each other and be with the truth of how your partner really feels in this moment. Whereas when you can sustain connection and the conflict gives you an opportunity to know each other a little better in that moment, to reveal each other, to be authentic. I mean, who wants to pretend to feel a certain way just so the other person feels better? We don't really want that, but do we do it? Of course. How often do you hold back how you really feel because you know that if you say that your partner's going to withdraw, there's a disconnect, right? Or if your partner says something, you'll lash out or shrink back. So this is why learning how to stay connected and this conflict is so vital because the arising of conflict, of that separation is an opportunity for you to actually reveal what's really going on, what's authentically true 
for yourself and for each other. And you get to tease out the stuff, quote unquote, and you get to reveal what's really true. And in that revealing, I know I found in my own relationship with my partner Mo and with the couples we've worked with is when you, when you can truly look your partner in the eye, no barriers and you stay heart connected, physically connected, emotionally, energetically, when you sustain that connection and you reveal what's true, there is a potency, a power, a deepening of what you're both really wanting in intimate relations. It deepens the love. It deepens the connection. It deepens the passion. It deepens the sex. Because what something that Mo says, which I love with, part, with the couples we work with, is everything that's unrevealed is in the way. And unless you can stay connected, you can't reveal it. Who are you revealing it to? If you want to reveal how you really feel to your partner but they're disconnected, then you're revealing it to the ether, not to your partner because they can't hear you and vice versa. So I want you to feel right now into your own intimate relationship, either the one you're in or past relationships, and feel into your capacity to stay connected when it would matter the most, when it would make the most difference. What do you do? Do you lash out? Do you shrink back? Do you hold back? Do you freeze up? You know, when we go into fight or flight, there are a couple of things we do. We either freeze and go mute and play dead and we numb ourselves from how we feel. Then we disconnect from our own self, how we feel. Do you do that? Or do you lash out? Do you cry out for that connection in another way with accusation, with blame, with shame? You want to really know yourself and what you do in this disconnect so you can start to learn how to stay connected or to reconnect. Because then in those moments where you can sustain a a really deep connection amidst conflict with your lover, what happens is you open through the conflict. And again, that deepening, that revealing really, really comes in. And I have to be honest and say it's not always easy, you know, truly. And the reason it's not easy is because quite often we realize something, something has to die. I, I always find that with couples when they learn to come to their edge and stay open and stay connected, they start to get used to something dying because they realize that it then creates the space for something to be birthed. And the truth is that something's always dying. Every time you breathe out, you expire, right? You die. Every time you breathe in, you rebirth. So things are going to die in your relationship regardless. Everything's cyclic. How you feel, you feel this and then it dies away. You believe this and then it dies away. 
you agree on this and then you don't anymore, that goes away. It takes real courage to be authentic in your relationship because you start to have to trust that something's going to die and you don't know what's on the other side. Maybe the relationship dies. Maybe it's just a dying away of something that actually reveals an even more exquisite layer of your relating and loving and sexing together. So this is how your relationship can turn into something that is not stagnant but ever-evolving, ever-deepening. So think about it for a moment. That physical connection, what does it require of you? You've got, your, you've got an intimate partner in front of you. I mean, whether you've got an intimate partner or not doesn't matter. But just imagine your intimate partner is in front of you right now. What does it require of you to be in physical connection? It requires you to reach out, right? It requires you to reach out and touch the other person. It also requires your willingness to be touched because in the moment you touch physically you're also being touched it's the same with emotional connection what does that require it requires you to reach out from your own feeling body your own feeling heart into the feeling body and heart of your intimate partner in front of you you know sometimes we get so stuck in the drama in our head that we're completely oblivious to how the partner in front of us actually feels. But what if you could feel through your own heart and reach out and touch the heart of your partner and then at the same time allow yourself to be touched and that means feeling your partner and allowing yourself to be felt. Seeing your partner as they are now and allowing yourself to be seen. This is what cultivates connection. This is what is required in order to create or sustain connection. But what tends to get in the way, I mean, there are many things that block connection, but I would say, you know, some of the main ones are your unwillingness, unwillingness to be felt because you're ashamed of how you feel or unwillingness to look at your partner as another human being with the compassion that it takes to feel how they feel, to get that they feel that and not take it personally but just to get that they feel it, not even understand why they feel it but just to get that they feel it. It takes your willingness, your willingness to be felt, willingness to feel, willingness to see as they are in this moment and this moment and this moment, right? Relationships can we can get so hooked into our expectation of the other to be a certain way that we get completely unwilling to connect with them as they are because that's not how they're meant to be. That's not how they're meant to feel because we've totally hooked into this expectation. But when you can let go of the expectation, let go of the judgment and just be willing to 
to get that they feel that way, to feel it. When you can look across from your lover, gaze eyes, and you feel them say, feel angry. And not try and understand why they feel angry or trapped or scared or however they feel. When you can do that and be with that, something magical happens. And what you're doing is you're keeping that bridge, that connection alive. And remembering that relationship is a beautiful practice place for you to also, if you can look at another human being and say, I get that you feel abandoned right now or whatever it is they say they feel, then that's practice for you to say to yourself, to look yourself in the mirror. I get that you feel abandoned right now. I get that you feel angry. I get it. You don't have to understand why. Forget, forget why. Really, let it go. Just get it. That's what keeps that connection alive. The other thing is that through that willingness, the other thing is tension. So I want you to think about it for a moment. Um, unless you're driving, don't do this. But if you're not driving, just for a moment, really tense up your arm, one arm, and then touch you know the, the inner arm, the crease of the elbow? Just touch that, right? Just touch it. And then let it go. And now really relax the inner arm and now touch it again. Notice how when your arm is relaxed and soft, you can feel way more. As soon as you tense it, there's less feeling, right? So tension blocks feeling. Tension blocks your capacity to, it's like a barrier, it's an armory. It's, and that, again, gets in the way of connection. Mental tension, judgment, you should be this way, prevents you from opening your mind to what your partner is saying. Emotional, when you tense your heart, right? You close your heart. What happens? You prevent, you, through that armory, there's a barrier there. You can't, even if you want to, even if you're willing to try and feel how your partner's feeling, you can't because that, that closure, that tension prevents you. So there's a, it's a really, really important practice to to soften and relax and open your body. Breath is a key to that. Soften and relax and open your mind. So this tension might come from unresolved stuff. What your partner said yesterday or five minutes ago, which you haven't resolved, and therefore it's in the way right now. Or maybe something that hasn't been said between you but's brewing underneath. Anything that's unresolved gets in the way. This is why in the couple work that my partner and I do, um, we always say that the you know, couples come to us and say, wow, we want better, we want a better sex. It's like, well, this is the pathway, clearing, connecting, fucking. That's the pathway. You've got to clear your own stuff. 
that's in the way, that's blocking connection with how you feel, what's true for you, what you want, what you don't want, right? That openness, connection to yourself and your own truth. And then you've got to clear what's in the way between the two of you. So you take responsibility for your stuff that's in the way. Then you practice clearing, resolving what's in the way so that when you come together, conversation from yesterday isn't the elephant in the room that, that stands between the two of you blocking that connection. So this closure is really, really important to address and, and you'll start to notice when you feel closed what, and then as soon as you're aware of it, what do you need to do to bring openness? open to how you feel, how your partner feels, how you, what do you think, what your partner thinks. You know, and the same is in sex and intimacy. I mean, think about it. If you're making love and your body's all tense, you're numbing yourself. There's no connection to how you feel. So your partner touches you, you can't feel it. There's no conduit for that pleasure to be given and received. If your heart is closed, there's no conduit, there's no connection for that love exchange, for the feeling exchange. So there are three simple things that I want to share with you that you can use to get the connection back straight away. Before I share those, what I want you to do is I really want to know, uh, I want you to share if you're listening via the webcast, type in your realizations. Just Share with me what you've realized from this call. What are your insights? What do you know you now need to do? Or what are your questions? So type them into the question box. Or if you're on the call live, then press star 2 to raise your hand. And I really want to hear your insights and your questions. And specifics. Let's get specific. You don't have to tell me your name if you don't want to. Uh, you can just say that you've got a question and what do I do in this situation? Let's get real. Let's make it applicable to your everyday life because that's what this is all about. So I can see one hand up already. Beautiful. Thank you. So keep putting your hands up and I'll come back to it. So here are three simple things you can do to get connection back when you lose it. First thing is slow down. And when I say slow down, I want you to slow everything down. One of the, the primary ways to slow down is by taking a few deep breaths, right? So if you're going really fast, really fast, really fast, how do you slow your body down? How do you slow your mind down? How do you slow your nervous system down? Slow down your breath. Breathe in really fully. Breathe out. Just slow down. This will slow your mind down, slow your nervous system down. So that is a really uh, pivotal way when you feel, if you're making love with your partner and it's going really, really well, but all of a sudden you've, you realize you've lost heart connection, slow down. Just slow down. You know, if... If, if Mo and I are making love and all of a sudden I realize we've got completely carried away with the pleasure of it all, with the fuck of, all, of it all and we've lost his heart connection, one of us will catch it and, and just touch the other on the heart 
and breathe a little bit slower and we just slow down. There's nothing wrong with getting carried away with that. But if you want to, to enjoy that grabberness fuck with heart, then sometimes you've got to slow down so you can reconnect the heart. Slow down so you can feel. I have a lot of women who say, I just can't feel anything. Then slow down. Slow down. Going faster, it's harder to feel. Harder to sustain connection. So the first one is slow down. Second one is wake up. And by wake up, I mean wake up to this present moment. Have you ever daydreamed, right? We all have. Have you ever been making love with your partner and all of a sudden you realize that you're daydreaming about what happened yesterday? You were daydreaming about what might happen tomorrow? You're not there, right? So wake up to what's here in the present moment. And it's the same in conflict. So we're talking about conflict here. Let's look at, uh, let me just backtrack, pardon me, for slowing down. If things are getting really heated and getting faster and more and more conflict, slow down. Breathe. Breathe. Connect. Connect with how you feel. Connect with your partner. Slow down. I always notice with couples when we're coaching them, when conflict arises within the session, they get faster. And you do this, and you do this, you can feel it becomes machine gun like slow it down. Breathe into your body. Heart connect. Allow the connection. So slow down. Wake up with your uh, wake up from the daydream or the nightmare. Because think about it. You might be with your partner in this moment and there's conflict or you're making love, whatever's happening, but you're not really here. What you're doing is it's not about this moment. It's about what happened last year or yesterday or five minutes ago or what might happen in the future. That's a, it's like being in a dream. You've got to wake up. Wake up to this present moment. It's really easy to get stuck in the future and the past, especially if you are not regularly clearing yourself and clearing between you. But truly, slow down. Wake up to what's here now. You're not the same person that you were yesterday, two years ago, ten years ago. Neither is your partner. Never assume to know yourself or your partner. Never assume. Always be here now. Be curious. Wake up from the fantasy of who you want your partner to be. Wake up from the nightmare of who you think your partner should be, isn't being. Just wake up. Be here now. So slow down. Wake up. And go first. You know, in conflict especially, so much can get triggered. We just want to make the other person wrong because we don't feel okay in this. But actually, if you can go first, touch first, you know, think about closure. What happens? You're facing your partner. It's getting heated. What happens? Your breath clamps down. You close your eyes or you turn away. All of that is closure. You disconnect. If you can be the one to go first, Slow down, wake up, and then go first and touch your partner. Make contact. 
or contacts through the eyes rather than turning away sustain eye contact that's connection that's sustaining connection heart contact but go first seriously I have you can just bring something different if you go first what you're essentially doing is you're bringing something else into the melting pot of the moment and it changes the dynamic it has to it's like my banana cake example I have a great recipe that my mum gave us all when we left home and it was the simplicity chocolate cake I still bake it with my son today and it's a chocolate cake recipe and if you take out the cocoa and you put in a mashed banana it's a banana cake nothing else needs to change just that one thing and you can do that in that moment you can go first sometimes we don't want to go first because we think why the fuck should I go first right I'm always the one to go first or you know we get indignant or we we want to make the other person wrong we want to punish them or shame them or blame them make them wrong what if no one was wrong right what if that what if that were true if there wasn't even such thing as wrong or right go first so there are the three simple things you can do today to get connection back when you lose it slow down use your breath to slow down wake up to this moment drop the past and future wake up to what's here and now and go first there is one thing that really instantly blocks connection that I want to speak to and and that's um, closure you know quite often as women what do we do when we cry we cover our face what if you could maintain eye contact with your partner and cry and just let the tears fall that's an expression an authentic expression of how you feel it's not a shaming it's not a blaming it's not dumping it's just an authentic expression of how you feel so closure blocks connection be willing to do what you can to stay open soften the front surface of your body breathe a little bit deeper keep your eye gazing with each other notice that you have armory up see if you can drop it and if you find that there are repetitive patterns you always close in this instant or you know this conflict always arises as a repetition then work with someone you know where I am Lisa at soulsatisfactionforwomen.com do the work that you need that prevents you from connecting to how you feel to what you want to what you fear to what you desire to what's true for you and authentically expressing the moment do your work to be receptive to the to your partner to an intimate partner and I have to say whether you are single or in relationship do the work now if you're single fantastic do the work now because then you're way more likely to attract a partner who's willing to play the same game if you keep yourself trapped in closure and unwillingness and armory you'll attract a partner who wants to play that game if you're in relationship with someone right now unless you are willing to look at what prevents you from being open from staying connected you play the same game and you have to ask yourself what game do I want to play 
Do I want a relationship that is ever deepening, that is ever deepening in the connection and the juice and the truth and the freedom and the fuck and the, the passion? If you do, this is your work and only you can do it. This armory that, that we put up, especially as women, is because we want to protect this feminine heart because we yearn for love, right? And this is where I want to speak with you about this feminine gift that you already have that naturally inspires deeper connection if you know how to embody it, how to express it. The simple fact is this. You are love. You are love. You hear the words, you are the love you seek. But really, and I know you know it because I know that you've had moments of feeling the overflow of love. Well, you wouldn't feel it if you were that. You are that. The feminine heart has a natural yearning for love. And I love this word yearning because underneath your fear that you're not enough, your fear that you won't get the love you want, your, your closure, the blocking that you do, right? There is a yearning for love because you want to know yourself as that love you are. You want to remember yourself as that love you are. You want to feel yourself as that love you are. And I tell you, when you do, there's no more neediness, there's no more grasping. Whether you're single or in a relationship, everything changes. You just know and trust that you are love in the most potent, powerful, true sense of the word. So if you can... Feel your yearning for love underneath the pain of hurt. If you can feel your yearning for love through your impatience when he's not showing up, through your self-judgment, your own self-loathing, if you can feel that yearning underneath it all, then what happens is you get to feel how you're feeling the pain, the rejection, the hurt, whatever it is, and the yearning. And that's when your expression of how you feel turns into an invitation rather than an accusation. And if you want to know how to do that for real, then truly join the Goddess Embodiment Circle. It's an intimate group of women that I mentor where we dive into this and you unravel what prevents you from trusting that yearning and expressing how you feel as an invitation rather than as an accusation, truly. So I can see there's already a question and we're going to come to that question right now. If you haven't already, feel free to share your revelations in the question box. Just type it in there. It serves me and it serves you. When I read them out, and I can do it anonymously, you will serve every woman on this call. 
It also helps to drop it, that revelation even deeper into your body. So do it now, type it out. If you're listening via the webcast, then press star two and share it. One sentence. It's truly uh, helps to drop it even deeper into your body. So let's open the lines and let's, first of all, I'm going to open the line to the woman with the name starting with K from Adelaide. And I don't know if she wants to be named. So in case she doesn't. Okay, so your line's open. Hi, Lisa. Do you want to be named? Yeah. Yes, Kirsten. Kirsten, beautiful. All right. So, oh, Lisa, firstly, thank you for speaking your words of truth. They're just mm. so poignant right now for me. Um, and so good to hear. Um, my question is, I am noticing, and it's been a pattern most of my life with relationships with men, that I eclipse my heart with... Um, with feelings for another person, well, it's only happened really twice, but mm. this second time, my heart just feels like it doesn't want to let go of a connection that I had many years ago. And mm. um, I, I can feel that it's in the way because whenever I argue with my partner, I'm like, or if I'm not liking something in his parenting style, I'm like, this other person wouldn't be this way, you know? And that's so not healthy. Sure. Yeah. Um, how do I release completely? And also on a side note, attractiveness level, like physicality, attractiveness to my partner, current partner, is, has been very low. For a long time. Okay. Okay. You're talking sexual magnetic attraction? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, can I say how we know each other? Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because there are some things that we would need to work with obviously outside of this because there's more time. So just wanting to know that I can say that out loud. Okay. So um, I'm currently working with Kirsten. So one-on-one. Um, -on -one, so this is something that we can explore deeper uh, in a one-on-one -on -one session. I want to speak to the magnetic attraction first. Mm -hmm. I can 100% hands on heart, and pussy say <laughs> that you can create magnetic attraction, magnetic sexual attraction with anyone on the planet when you know how. Okay. That dynamic of polarity, the magnetic attraction, as you know, because you're also in the goddess embodiment circle, is created when that arc of energy is sparked and the arc of energy is sparked between the two polar opposites of masculine and feminine you don't need to be two men or two, uh, two a woman and a man it's just the masculine and the feminine in you is alive in that moment there's a connection and there's this exchange of sexual energy now the reason I'm saying hand on the heart and hand on pussy is because 
in all my years of working, um, of doing David Data intensives, I had to practice with both my intimate partner and other partners. Now, it's all clothes on. There's no touching of uh, breast, uh, ass or genitals, right? It is simply the practice of bringing the full magnet that you are. So if you're playing the feminine pole, then the the um, magnified version of that feminine energy and and the masculine partner bringing the magnified, the most potent form of um, masculine energy. And, you know, I have experienced, Mo and I were only just talking about this the other day, um, that magnetic attraction with practice partners who were way older than I were was, which normally would not be my type. Not, you know, the build, the hair, like, do you know what I mean? Nothing compared to what I would normally just in my everyday walk around and go, yeah, I find that man attractive or not. But because of that, both practice partners absolutely bringing that um, magnified version of their own magnet, you know, their own masculine and feminine energy, that arc of attraction cannot help but be sparked. Does that, does that yeah. answer your question in terms of um, magnetic sexual attraction between you? Yes. Yes, thank you. That's the theory of it. The practical is then what do you need to let go of, awaken, embody in order to bring the juice of who you are as a feminine energy and what does he, how does he need to show up? You know, you know honestly, there, there are very subtle things that men don't get. When we work with couples in immersions, um, I'll never forget one of my, uh, one of our couples from New Zealand would say to me months later, oh my God, that thing you did with his feet. <laughs> Still makes all the difference. So he kept splaying his feet out and and not being really grounded like an oak tree, right, in his feet. And so I would just move his feet just slightly and then he was conducting that masculine energy with way more potency. So something as little as that, something, you know, how, how you breathe, how you move, uh, it all makes a difference. Your body is the conductor for energy for and in this case sexual energy and if you're magnifying feminine energy for that arc of energy with your intimate partner then how you show up physically mentally emotionally energetically all makes a difference so it can take practice so and i think we're looking at doing um a an in-person session with you guys so we can do that totally right yeah cool. that's exciting thank you <laughs> so the other question was, uh, let me just regather from the magnetic sexual attraction piece. So your other question, now with that in mind, ask me the other question again in, in the... Letting go of mm. another, another masculine energy that, yeah, mm. has a, a lot of value for me still. Mm -hmm. Sure. So there are a couple of pieces in this. First of all, as you know, living with someone and being in a relationship with someone 
and parenting with someone is very different to the yeah. fantasy one we might have about <laughs> how it, um, you know, you, you go, oh, man, you know, we're going to make great parents. And then you go, shit, I deal with this completely differently to you. I mean, Mom and I encounter this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. I remember my mum saying, the only thing with, with, about her and my dad, the only thing we ever thought about was how to parent you guys. <laughs> so, um, so what you don't want to do is project a fantasy onto your partner. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's different, though, to ha- having a desire to be with another person and instead choosing to be with your partner. Mm. So really that's what you want to explore. And we can do this in your next one-on-one session if you want, is to really explore what's really present in relation to this other person? Is it a fantasy that they would be like this, this and this, which would therefore allow you to feel this, this and this, which you'll never know unless you actually choose to each be with each other? Mm. You won't know if the fantasy is real or not. Mm-hmm. Um It's really about conscious choice. You're never a victim. If you're Mm -hmm. consciously choosing to be with your current intimate partner, then the question you need to ask is, what has to happen for me to be with them fully? It has to happen from the inside out. Because if you don't want to be with them, but you can't be with the other, then you either consciously choose to be with person A, person B, or no one. Mm. There's no wrong or right. Mm. But the question is, what has to happen for you to be what's true for you? And what has to happen for you to... Be with, fully with the person you're choosing to be with, whether it's with yourself, with your intimate partner, partner A or B. Does that Mm. answer your question? Kind of, yes. Because I could pragmatically say, oh, look, that's easy because, you know, you're choosing to be with this person. All you need to do is create a ritual and let them go. And do you know what I mean? <laughs> you might do that today, and that may very well be the answer. <laughs> but I think it needs to be explored fully, really. Yeah, there's something that I'm feeling not met with in this current partnership that. Yeah, maybe I felt more of So that's, okay. So there you go. There's a clue. So this is like a little bit of a discovery trail. You're, you're navigating inside yourself. Oh, so, okay. 
So how did that person show up that allow, and how did that allow you to feel? Now, what if, what if you said to your intimate partner, in order to trust you 100%, I would need, and I think you might have done that just recently, <laughs> right? In order yes. to trust 100% in this, I would need. And then you yeah. give him the chance to show up and then you, and then you create that new feedback loop like, like we did today. Yeah. Because you're saying, this is what I would need. And he's going, oh, got it. And then when he does it, you go, yeah, that's it. Oh, my God. But, yeah. but if he can't win when he does bring it, if he doesn't mm. feel appreciated when he brings it, he can't bring it. You know, yeah. and I say this not with any ounce of being derogatory, and, and Mo will say this as well. Um... I will always say to the women when we work with couples, it's like training a dog. <laughs> I can't respond. This is what a man will say to you. I can't do anything about what happened yesterday. I can only do what's about right here. So if you say to me, I would need you to touch me and I touch you and it feels good and you don't show me that it feels good, I don't know if I've got it right. Yeah. No, we've been so starting. I've been, that, I've been appreciating know. touch lately. So yeah. But here's the thing with the masculine: the more you express your appreciation through sound and movement, with your loving heart and your sexual body, the more he goes, "Ding! Wow, that worked!" Mm. Right. So if mo like basically the if you can respond with your appreciation with your loving heart and through your sexual body, I'm not saying, you know, get down and give him an almighty blowjob, though I have to say I've done that and it works like a treat. He will never, ever, ever forget that that really worked. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Your intimate partners and you have to remember that you're not just friends. You're sexually intimate lovers. Why is he with you? He's with you because he loves your intelligence. He loves your heart. And he loves your sexual body. Otherwise, he'd be going elsewhere. Right? Mm. So, mm. so that is one of your gifts to him, just as he brings his gifts in sexual intimacy to you. When he's really pre present and he ravishes you open and he penetrates not just your body but your heart and your soul, that is one of his gifts. So the thing is that if you don't, when Mo gets it right, I, he knows he's got it right. I will leap from the other side of the room and jump on his lap and, you know, countless times the, the office chair is like, you know, it's a, a gas one, the gas air one, it goes, because I've just jumped on his lap because he's done something that um, opens my heart, that makes me feel cherished and loved and fucked open from across the side of the room, I make sure he knows. Why? Mm. Because that instant feedback, he will do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Thank you. Your question serves everyone. No, beautiful. My pleasure. All right. Thank you so much. Now I'm going to do a quick check. The question box, I'll refresh this. Oh. Good one. 
Okay, so this is from Andrea. And she said, the clear connect fuck process makes perfect sense. Thank you. Beautiful. Okay. So we are at the top of the hour. I want to thank each and every one of you for being here today. Thank you for your exploration. Thank you for your willingness, your openness. And if you have more connections and you want to be connected with me, email me, lisa at selfsatisfactionforwomen.com. All emails come to me directly. I get my assistant to do other things because I like to keep the email airwaves between me, the email connection between me and my clients, um, a sacred safe container for you to ask questions uh, so or share your revelation. So feel free to email me. I really encourage you to, if you feel like you know you want to connect more with yourself, with your intimate partner, with life, um, and you are having trouble with that, I really encourage you to email me for information about the Goddess Embodiment Circle or to explore working together. There are some pivotal uh, things that I know will make a profound difference depending on where you're blocked and that's, that's where you've got to explore. If you want to unravel the tension, de-armor, open, get that connection, sustain it and get it back when you lose it. It takes practice. You learn so much from other women like you've already done so today. And the Goddess Embodiment Circle is a, a beautiful community, small intimate community of really good women from around the world. And in there we explore everything from uh, your feminine embodiment in your sex, your life, your intimacy, uh, and in this realm connection. So let me know if you want any information on that. I really encourage you to, to do that. There's nothing more potent than learning from and being with other really good women in this exploration. In the meantime, thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up live on the call or for listening to this podcast. Email me, lisa at selfsatisfactionforwomen.com if you'd like to connect with me. And in the meantime, I look forward to speaking with you and connecting with you soon. Lots of love and bye for now. You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching and free products, please visit www.soulsatisfactionforwomen.com.